0: Hey, this is Shane Hallahan, and this is the BMX in our blood. All right, here you go. Before we get going, I wanted to mention two individuals that volunteered their time and quite a bit of effort uh, that were not mentioned in the podcast. I talked about two manufacturers in the podcast, and I forgot the third, which was Profile Racing, Matt Copeland specifically. He shared a tent with Circuit BMX, and it was uh, a bit of a how things are made type of setup about profile which was really awesome and then the other one i wanted to mention is matt still from team east he owns the freestyle team that that does uh does shows wherever you'd like he brought all of his things down from western mass as far as uh, ramps box jumps um airbag landing all kinds of stuff so I really wish I recognized him yesterday when I was talking to the crowd after the picture, but uh, my notes weren't complete. Just wanted to acknowledge these guys because they work really hard all the time for the benefit of BMX and all of us. So enjoy the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So welcome to the BMX in Our Blood. All right. I'm going to mess up your last name. So I'm just going to say I'm with Lori from Road to Recovery, but what is your last name?
1: Um, well, I go by Armistead. Armistead? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you are here. The whole idea is to get the uh, get some background on Road to Recovery and have you kind of see what we got you into this weekend. <laughs> and then after the event, we'll talk again, but keep it short, but just get some reaction out of you of what you kind of saw and... and uh, just what you thought of the whole thing. My gosh, I'm sweating. If uh, I'm sure this is going to get posted fairly soon. Okay. It won't sit for too long before I get it done editing and put it up. So people will still know how hot it is at that point when they listen to it. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Pain.
0: Yeah, it is going to be a super hot weekend. So hopefully everyone's safe and just drinks a lot of water. And, and there's plenty of shade to be had here. So uh, So anyway, thank you for coming all the way up. Um, I'm not even sure how I thought of having you as the beneficiary so I can't even tell that story because I forgot how I came across it but I, there's a reason why uh, and that's because the previous four years of this benefit jam we call it were for individuals like Scotty Kramer Stephen Murray Uh and we'll talk about that in a second because some of these people are on your list that you can explain uh john lee and the family of kevin robinson that was last year and that was a tough one i think for everybody but it was uh but we did really well and robin and the kids were awesome and kevin jr is now just killing it he's 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 already showing signs of his father. It's amazing.
2: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah.
0: So they would normally be here, but he's at Woodward. So there's a lot of a lot of people at Woodward Camp right now. Mm. So um, So anyway, th- th- what I was getting at is I didn't have an individual. So then I started to try to think outside the box. I'm like, okay. Fortunately, no one is in major need that I was aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I started to think about Road to Recovery. And then the coincidences started to just pile on with Scotty, who uh, we did the Jam for two years ago. And since then, he is part of every jam uh, to just help help generate more more revenue for the beneficiary, which is you, of course. <laughs> so this is the first time we've done it for a general fund,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which which is really cool because people... People come in support no matter what. Uh, so it was a little concerned. I'm like, oh, geez, there's not like a, a face to put on it. And it turns out we don't need a face to put on it. You know, it's just road to recovery in general. I think most people are aware of, um, but this is a good chance to just have you explain what road to recovery is. And then we can maybe mention a couple of the people that, that we've done fundraisers for that that we've overlapped on which is awesome yeah so uh go for
1: it okay well first of all thank you very much for having us out and spending the time to give me the opportunity to talk about road recovery
2: sure you're so, welcome thanks
1: um so kind of the backstory of road recovery we started in 2000 um we're a foundation that helps injured motocross supercross and action sport athletes in 2013 we grew into the action sports space so we didn't initially start there we started in Mm moto um that was started because jimmy button our founder was hurt in 2000 at the san diego supercross and he was fortunate enough to have some major backing and financial support Mm -hmm. at a young age so he had the financial ability to pay the couple million dollars that he had in medical bills um his mother one thing that is Impacted on my life in this foundation is she describes getting the first bill
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it didn't come in an envelope or a packet, it came in a freaking box like mm-hmm. a UPS delivered box of medical bills. Wow. And that just I mean, every time I talk about it, it gives me chills because who, unless you're in the industry of medical billing, understands that? Mm-hmm. Um, right. it, it was a very daunting task, and Jimmy and a couple of two other founders of the foundation, Bob and Bob, were like, wow, what happens when somebody else gets injured and doesn't have the capability, like a privateer, mm-hmm. to spend the million dollars to write off this bill? We need to do something. Um, I want to make sure that they have this capability, because Jimmy was told he was never going to walk again, mm-hmm. and this is, the parallels run very similar with Scotty
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: in general, with injury as well as the outcome, um, mm-hmm. both Scotty and Jimmy are both walking currently, both told they were never going to walk again, right. um, both persevered and are doing great now, um, mm-hmm. and had road recovery help them. So there's that. That's um, awesome. Parallel stories. So when they started the foundation, we were just focused in Moto because that's where kind of Jimmy lived, right? Mm-hmm. 2014, they branched out because Stephen Murray actually was one of the first beneficiaries for road recovery on the action sports side. Oh, okay. um, and so once we started doing that, we realized how many people in this industry in action sports really needed our help because they don't have a lot of the commercial funding that
2: mm-hmm. let's
1: say a supercross or motocross rider does. Right, um, don't worry about me. Basically they have corporate sponsors but Mm -hmm. they don't a lot of them have agents but not big agencies where they're giving them advice on medical insurance so Mm -hmm. i would say the majority of the athletes that we help in action sports don't have the proper insurance at all
0: is it required uh for a sponsor so say eli tomac kawasaki right and um What's the name of the actual team?
1: Monster Energy Kawasaki?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the partnership there, those main two. So are they required to provide no. like great insurance? Or does he have to negotiate that as part he, of his deal?
1: So there's somewhat of an amnesty or um, a pad, we'll call mm-hmm. it, in between sponsors, teams, and Supercross or Motocross mm-hmm. or... Um, the promoter will say, mm-hmm. if they get involved, they will have a liability mm-hmm. if the athlete is underinsured. So they, are, they require them to get insurance, they mm-hmm. don't mandate or facilitate the insurance for them. So the AMA, when you get your license to ride, says, says you have to have a level of insurance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, and that level of insurance is mm-hmm. bare bones, and it's just medical which is great, I'm super stoked that they're making that initiative a requirement.
2: Yeah.
1: However, if you get hurt with a spinal cord injury or even let's say you have bare minimum insurance, you mm-hmm. break your arm, you're gonna walk away with a couple thousand dollar medical bill. If you have a higher yielding insurance, let's call it like Blue Shield Platinum level where you're mm-hmm. paying um, $2,100 a month out of pocket, um, when you have a, you know a duct- deductible that's pretty low, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be less. But sure. these guys just don't. They,
0: but who- that's more expensive than insurance.
2: Right? Exactly.
1: And yeah. so let's talk about Eli Tomac. Has the ability to have like the best insurance. He mm-hmm. probably has an athletic policy. He has um, obviously like a disability and mm-hmm. um, major, not just major medical, but
0: but that's on catastrophic. Him. Yes, one hundred percent. He did it on his own. Okay.
1: Every okay. So if Your agency of record, so his agent, and the team cannot tell you what type of insurance to get. They can say, you know, advise you, Mm -hmm. but once they mandate a certain policy, there's a level of liability that they're responsible for. So, which is awesome, like a lot of the team and team managers do say that you need more. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very involved with their guys, they're very protective. Our concern, I mean, obviously we're concerned if, a person like Eli Tomac or Roxan gets hurt mm-hmm. but the probability of us needing to step in to do funding is really low. We we are helping the privateers or you know the Scotty Cramners who obviously do well from themselves and have a great partners like Vans mm-hmm. and Monster, but right. we're not really educated enough with like a team manager on insurance. They got their insurance when they were young. It was Mm -hmm. given to them by an advisor. I mean, they just want to make sure they have the insurance because X Games requires it, but it's just like... Oh, they do too. Yes. So any type of X Games or um, do tour, everybody Mm -hmm. requires the median insurance. So just the bare basics level. Right. Which is great if you break your leg get a compound fracture, but if it's career ending, right. you're not taken care of. That's going that's gonna pay for most policies two weeks stay in the hospital. Yeah. If that right. and like I can't really say specifics, but mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are hurt outside of where their insurance coverage was initiated. So mm-hmm. if you like there's certain policies out there right now, which we've had four action sport athletes that this has happened to only cover them in the state where they got that policy they're worldwide competitors and they didn't
0: know they, they just didn't, know. didn't see it think
1: about it when you're 18 right. and you're getting this insurance what's mm-hmm. the lot? La- like you are just you just want to compete yeah. you want to do awesome you're concerned about practice you're concerned about training you're concerned about what you're eating mm-hmm. hey you got an insurance policy the guy told you it was good mm-hmm. you're not thinking like oh I'm gonna miss this trick and i'm gonna have a spinal cord injury that's the last thing these guys want to think about Mm -hmm. um like yeah they have friends that have gotten hurt or they've heard of a big name guy that's hurt but they don't actually think that's going to happen to them Mm, when you're 18 you're invincible right so it's it's a it's on kind of road recovery we've are working to get an insurance policy that's going to be available for these guys it's Mm -hmm. extremely difficult the insurance oh, so you're industry. Trying,
0: You're also as a as a uh, nonprofit. You're starting to advise and and offer. Oh yes, not necessarily through you, but facilitate this so you can head off the, the both. Issue? So
1: okay. right now, right now we can advise anybody. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of insurance policy writers Mm -hmm. out there that we know of that'll give you, that we can say, you know, go talk to this guy. He's not gonna do you dirty, like he is professional. He Mm -hmm. knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, He's gonna try to give you the best deal for what you need. Um, And then we're also working with um, a very long process of Mm -hmm. getting um, an insurance policy that's major medical, Mm -hmm. disability, and um long-term catastrophic coverage right basically and it'd be a million dollar policy for both catastrophic injury and disability Mm -hmm. um and it's i mean i've got hired in 2016 and i've been working on it since then so getting it done is extremely difficult Uh but Once we get it done, there won't need to be a road recovery because these guys will have the insurance coverage that will be able to pay for their medical bills and it's long term. So if you get hurt and Mm -hmm. let's say you have a spinal cord injury or say you're kind of like Scotty where your PT or your rehab process is about a year and a half, right? Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be able, currently he's not competing but he's back to working, right? He's Mm
2: -hmm. broadcasting,
1: working for X Games Mm -hmm. and commentating. Um, so he, he he's good. He doesn't need road recovery anymore. We still pay from what's left in his fund, his PT every once in a while, but mm-hmm. he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were able to get a policy that was able to do that, at mm-hmm. least a long-term one, they would be completely covered. Right. Um, and, and then we could do other things.
0: And find some way to make it affordable or try to educate an 18-year-old on how important it is to budget this into whatever expenses you have for the year?
1: Our goal is to make it affordable because our plan would consist of not just action sports or not just moto. It's everything. Yeah. So moto and action sports together. So our pool is vast. Uh And on top of that, my goal is to actually be able to give it availability to buy in for like the mechanics. So anybody who's working in the industry will be able to, because the mechanics who work for the team, they're not covered. It's not like a corporate job. When you think of a motorci- motorcycle racer, mm-hmm. they're a, a privateer. Not a privateer, but they're a, um, oh, what is it called when you work for yourself?
0: Independent contractor, Independent contractor, thank really? you.
1: That's exactly that what it, it is, okay. yes. And so are the mechanics. So while they're being yeah. paid by the teams by their contract, mm-hmm. they're not part of a corporation that's paying their insurance right. or right. giving them any type of benefits.
0: Yeah, you know, it always amazes me because the majority, well, it's just like BMX racing or BMX freestyle. It's actually even tougher in BMX racing, and you could speak to the same will be part of this one. Uh, But they just, they're not making a ton of money at all. Mm -hmm. It may appear that they're making a lot of money, but even if they they are doing well with the one, two, three-year contract, that could be it. And especially if it, if an incident occurs partway through the contract, right? I don't know where that, if that changes, changes anything with the contract, whether they still have to fulfill it or not, but it's gotta be really tough to get, I said this before, but it's got to be really tough to get that athlete to understand how important it is to take a piece of, Oh, I got a million dollar deal. This is awesome. But you have to take, I don't know, you know, 5% of that or more. And, and, buy a policy that's going to can you talk general numbers of what a policy would cost a guy a pro that's to have the correct insurance let's say before you're done with yours maybe how much it costs now and what you're trying to get it to roughly i don't know if you can even do that so i apologize if I yeah if I, I can't really say
1: i can say what my so when i talk to the insurance companies mm-hmm. um that i'm working with to get this policy i Told them what my goal number is Mm -hmm. a month. So our monthly goal for major medical, Mm -hmm. um, catastrophic insurance, and long-term disability Mm -hmm. is a monthly payment of under $500, and that is like a low um, deductible. It's not. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like a Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is kind of like whenever we see that an athlete has that mm. we're super stoked because that mm-hmm. means we're not going to have to fight on which surgeon he gets. Mm. Um, we're not going right. to have to go back and fight cause that's kind of what we do. Like we, we fight on behalf of the athlete when we start getting these bills or before right. they go into surgery. So we talk to the, ambassador at the hospital we talk to the surgeons we talk to the the mediator in between and then we also talk to the insurance so Mm -hmm. we're fighting to make sure that they get the best level of care as well as the best surgeons possible Mm -hmm. especially if it's a a neurologist we want to make sure that they're getting the best neurologist within their area or can we Mm -hmm. fly them to a better one Mm -hmm. um so when we see that they have a blue cross policy they're more willing and to work outside the network. Um, it might sometimes be expensive, but that policy is not as expensive. So if you just had you know, your local coverage,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like a lot of our athletes do, um, and some athletes that we have, when they got hurt, didn't even have insurance, which is crazy, because they just got insurance for that one event and oh. didn't get it forever. So $500 for all of that is kind of my goal.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Right, right
1: now, that's not the case because we don't have, a, there really isn't. A, so the way insurance companies work-ish from my knowledge, which isn't very vast, like I have people that are helping me get this done. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely can't speak this is 100% correct. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you have a group, a policy mm-hmm. group, and the bigger your group is, the less you're gonna to have to pay for coverage of that insurance, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, our coverage is gonna be extremely intensive, I guess, mm-hmm. like there's lots of options and it, the coverage is vast. It's not just major medical, it's all those other things. Um, so the more people that we have to buy in, the less it is.
2: Sure. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. because road recovery isn't actually pain. A percentage of that insurance mm-hmm. they can't do a group so like what how the guy that's helping me with the insurance that our insurance negotiator
2: mm-hmm.
1: told me is that even the real estate union mm-hmm. can't get this insurance policy done because there isn't one person flipping the bill to pay a percentage of it so like mm-hmm. if you have a job and you work at Lori's Table Incorporated mm-hmm. and Lori as a CEO, as a company pays a percentage of your insurance and then you pay the rest of it.
0: Yeah. There's your group.
1: Exactly. And you
0: can't be part of your group then.
1: We can't put together a group because as a foundation the liability of that is extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, because somebody could sue us because the policy didn't cover something or somebody could There, it's just a, a level of litigious society that we're not really going to get into sure and then on top of that we can't have a union Mm -hmm. like our our sport's never going to unionize there's Mm -hmm. two different action sports is too vast there's too many different sports that fit into that action sport category Mm -hmm. and motocross and supercross they're not going to do that so we don't want to put together that policy because we don't want to look like we're trying to unionize anything Mm -hmm. um we just want to be able to get a policy together and offer it to everybody and then they could buy in Mm -hmm. um it's easier said than done i mean again i've been working for (laughs) to it for like almost three years now right um if a guy out of pocket right now insurance is expensive Mm -hmm. um they're probably going to be about eight hundred dollars a month for a good medical plan and a good Mm -hmm. aflac policy
0: yeah and if you're a privateer you're lucky if one weekend you get 800 bucks back.
1: Exactly, so they just can't afford it. And it's understandable why they're getting the the bare basics because historically, the statistics of them having a spinal cord injury or a major brain injury or just an injury that's gonna take them out of the game for a season Mm -hmm. was really, really low. That's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore. Right. We're having tons of guys. I mean, we have, I don't even know what the number is, this year. I want to say we had over five this year alone. And then since...
0: Majors, like Blake Savage, is that, is yeah. that the name? Yeah, and Blake
1: Savage, Blake Sav- oh gosh, you know, he's
0: yeah.
1: he's phenomenal. He's a lot mm-hmm. like Scotty in the context that he has a spirit mm-hmm. and drive and just, you meet him and you're... You, are enamored
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: he's passionate and wants wants to walk again mm-hmm. and if he if anyone's going to he is um, mm-hmm. he just has that innate quality about him that's like wow you're gonna you're gonna do it right. like you could just see it and if he doesn't he's gonna do something to revolutionize this industry mm-hmm. like he's he's a power source I can't mm-hmm. even explain it but yeah he you know he wasn't even competing. So luckily he did, does have insurance, but like, think about the athlete mm-hmm. who just gets it for X Games because mm-hmm. they require it and then doesn't get it the rest of the year and is practicing Yeah. and gets hurt. One of the team managers told me, and it's kind of stuck to me, they're on the practice track three times more than they are competing track. Right. So the possibility, of getting injured is a lot higher practicing prepping for a race than it is at a race.
0: Right. Can't tell them not to practice.
1: (laughs) You can't. You have to practice (laughs) because you're at that level and so it's just, I don't really know so much for the action sports side, Mm -hmm. um, where they practice or how they practice or how intense they're practicing. but if they're not insured while they're doing that mm-hmm. and they get hurt, then road recovery is definitely going to have to be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's not, everyone says it's not a matter of if it's when you get hurt sure. and yeah, how severe yeah. it's, it's just, it's, if everyone could do it, then everyone will do it. It's not easy, you right. know, like, and that's right. why we watch it because these guys have an innate ability to do some awesome stuff and it's scary and it's hard and it's, phenomenal and And
0: define the odds
1: exactly and we're just here when they need us
0: yeah yeah man if if motocross is is having that can I say difficult uh, that much difficulty with with getting things kind of worked out and like you're saying you've been on it for three years alone BMX has got to be light years behind I can't imagine and there really isn't say on the racing side Sam Willoughby, we started to talk about him it's not it's not nearly enough
1: and know. sam
2: was impressive it's even practicing? more
0: yeah yeah that that's what that's what's even crazier yeah i, I don't know i never realized all this so the funding mm-hmm. part so you're negotiating bills at this point at the same time you get this the side plan going on that you're trying to get into effect but you're you're fundraising as much as possible so you can offset bills currently I think you said five this year but how many currently and how long do they did they stay covered or getting assistance from you is there a time limit on that you may have said that before but
1: so let's go yes I'm all over answer all your questions that question. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> no you're I'm fine just... there's a lot road there's a lot that road recovery does that nobody really knows about and we're trying really hard to get the word out mm-hmm. but because we do so much it's hard and to be honest, in the fact or in the past since 2000, before they hired me, I needed and the board didn't feel comfortable with disclosing. I mean, everything's disclosed on our website, but talking about the athletes and their injuries, mm-hmm. mainly because a lot of the guys didn't want them to. Because if they're sponsored and they're going to ride again, yeah, they yeah. could lose sponsorships. And right, right. we just didn't want to promote our good deeds on the back of our hurt athlete Mm, so for them they just kind of felt like yeah we're doing all this awesome stuff and we're helping all these guys but Mm -hmm. you know we'll just keep doing it we'll just keep you know doing it in the background and people are going to see what they're going to do because of word of mouth and that's great and I completely understand but
2: Mm
1: -hmm. we're in the we're at a tipping point, the foundation, mm-hmm. and we're growing so fastly because all these injured athletes that we kind of have to mm-hmm. kind of step outside of the, the mm-hmm. realm of this kind of thinking and start educating people a little bit more mm-hmm. on exactly what we're doing with each athlete. Mainly because the more that the community and our industry is aware on both action and moto side,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: more that they'll be able to help the foundation and hopefully help themselves. Right. Um, by getting more insurance and kind of helping donate to the foundation and an athlete specifically so we're there when they get hurt the way that we fund we fund in two ways so since we started with the moto side bob jimmy and jimmy the first thing they did was they want to have an endowment and the endowment is basically kind of like it for a lack of a better word an insurance policy i hate mm-hmm. to say that word because it's definitely not an insurance policy it's a grant grant riding ability Mm -hmm. so um, what we do is we they funded and they went to every single oem and they all pitched in a specific amount of money Mm -hmm. and then to major um gear companies and they donated and we built it up to a million dollars right now um the fund
0: that's the endowment level that you're at right now
1: yeah and right now we have about 1.2 in there Mm -hmm. and so we'll go with jesse when jesse was injured we had a little bit under a million
0: this is Jesse Nelson. Jesse Nelson,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, we had about a little under a million at that point because right. we granted it out before. When he wow. got hurt, we automatically gave him $75,000. Mm-hmm. So that is liquid in his account, ready to use instantaneously.
0: And that's not a, out of the endowment?
1: No, that is out of the endowment. Okay, we, tooks, all right. we granted Jesse $75,000 gotcha, gotcha. okay. and that give, gave us the ability to, if he needed a medjet, we mm-hmm. could fly it if... There were, like, we needed to fly his family over, we could use Mm -hmm. that money. If there was some type of, let's say, shot that needed to be sent over from Minnesota and Mm -hmm. we needed to pay for that airplane ticket for that shot to get there, we could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the ability to make instant payments right away. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, the second way that we fund is crowdfunding. So we opened up a Jesse Nelson Road Recovery Cost page through our website. And people can donate online that way. It's kind of like GoFundMe, but better because there are no fees. Right. So, with that, the athlete gets well, at that point, it was 6%. So, mm-hmm. Road to Recovery held back 6% to pay for our credit card processing fees, you know, my fees for building the site.
2: Sure.
1: Mike um, Young, who is our other employee, he handles all the athletes. Mm-hmm. So, like, about 6% paid for him sure. to talk to, whatever. Um, now it's at 10%. But basically, mm-hmm so 94 percent of that dollar so mm-hmm. 94 cents of that dollar you donated to jesse mm-hmm. went straight to him it's pretty good yeah i mean it's better than any other crowdsourcing right com- right now i mean credit card percent is like three for mm-hmm. most so yes it was we right. feel as though it's completely fair right right <laughs> um so there's those two ways luckily his fund is at like 300 and something thousand dollars really yeah and Scotty's was quite large as well I think in the cup like Mm -hmm. 200,000 because they're bigger names right so um, that obviously went viral we had a huge donor that donated a um, anonymous donor that donated a large amount of money that we're able to buy a sprinter van from so
0: road to road to recovery for Jesse Nelson oh for Jesse yeah so Jesse needed a
1: sprinter van you know because he was in a wheel. he's in a wheelchair and he's still active so we're, that guy, we were doing an event specifically for the Sprinter Man. He found out about it and was like, I'm going to give you the money.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So that was awesome. And that goes wow. into the fund and we were able to buy it into the Jesse fund. So mm-hmm. Jesse got granted the road to recovery endowment mm-hmm. as well as crowdfunding.
2: Right.
1: You have to fit that qualification. So you have to be career ending. You have to be hurt competing in, in a motocross, supercross, AMA sanctioned event. So, if you are like Blake Savage, unfortunately, he wasn't competing at a race. Mm -hmm. So, he wasn't granted that endowment. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Kai Makai, who was injured at a race, but not at an AMA-sanctioned race. So, he didn't get the full endowment. The board got together and was like, this guy is career-ending. He was racing. Like, can we all come together and vote? to give him something. So we granted Mm $25,000 from the endowment. So when you, when I'm at Supercross slinging some bracelets Mm -hmm. or doing a raffle, that money goes to the endowment. Okay. If you know, you go online Mm -hmm. that money and donate to road recovery, a percentage of that goes to the endowment and Mm -hmm. another goes into our working capital. So our working capital gives us the flexibility to not have to get a vote. But like if, you know, you needed new catheters or something, we could have liquid mm-hmm. assets right away to be able to do something with. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways. Unfortunately, since 2014, when we started in action sports, we haven't been able to build the endowment. So that's kind of what 2020 is for me. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be 2019, we're working on it, but we just won't get there, 2020 is looking like it. Mm-hmm. We need to build the action sports endowment so we can have that flexibility. So when we flew Scotty home, we could have flown him quicker because he would have been granted that endowment. We had to wait. We, front, we were able to front money because we knew that there was money coming in, mm-hmm. but if we had access to that as quick as possible, and that dollar figure is based on what is available in the endowment. Mm-hmm. So right now if it, right now it's at $101.2 million. Mm-hmm. so an athlete would get $100,000. Because it was under a million, they only got 75. If we can get the action sports endowment to Mm -hmm. a million plus the next injured action sport BMX guy, snowboarder, whatever would have liquid accessibility instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And we've done that a few times where we've known money was coming in and Mm -hmm. a bill needed to get paid or a medjet flight needed to happen. We use Charity Air Ambulance and they're phenomenal by the way. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Charity Air. Um, They've told us Basically, regardless of the level of insurance, we will grant access to any of Road to Recovery's funded athletes, and mm-hmm. we'll fly them home.
0: Are they also a nonprofit? And they so are. They probably have the same situation going on. Yes. Access to a certain amount of percentage for.
1: Yeah, and so days. they will, because they're a partner with Road to Recovery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No questions asked. We'll worry about insurance later. Mm-hmm. They're going to fly them home, which is huge because these guys compete. I mean, there's some motocross tracks that are, like, quite far from the hospital. So they get to the hospital, right, which is maybe 50 miles away. They have a spinal cord injury. That hospital that they're getting transported to is not a traumatic level 1 hospital and definitely doesn't have the qualifications for major Mm -hmm. spinal cord surgery, right? So Just
0: to stabilize, so you've got to fly them.
1: Exactly. So we got to get them to... A higher-end hospital Mm -hmm. Um, and same thing with BMX guys like how far away is your closest hospital
0: for something like this Mm -hmm. Uh, actually we're in a good place just uh, because right there's yeah we're between Boston and and New York City Mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely right in Connecticut we have we have some great hospitals if you went further up in the Northeast Mm -hmm. the East and up into New Hampshire Vermont it's got to get pretty difficult,
1: right. so I would think. They go to that hospital, they mm-hmm. call us, and we could medjet you to New York mm-hmm. or, or charity or flight you to New York or sure. even back home. So like a lot of the guys, like Scotty, Jersey, right? He was hurt in Vegas.
2: Sure.
1: We, you know, It was awesome to get him back home mm-hmm. into a rehab facility where his friends can come and visit him. Right. Because that's the other thing that you don't really think about is... You're isolated. So yeah. you get hurt. Yeah. You're freaked out. Your parents are freaked out. Your family members are freaked out. Your girlfriend, your wife, or your husband, your significant other is freaked out. Um, and you have those people there, and that's it.
2: Right. You're going to
1: get lonely, and they can only be here for so long. So not only do we want to get them to a good facility, but mm-hmm. kind of close to their home where friends and family can visit them.
2: Right.
1: Right. So once we have this endowment built up, um, especially in action sports, we will were able to instantaneously fund those things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the past, with a couple of other athletes, Ben LeClaire is one of the guys, and uh, Colton Moore, where Road Recovery knew that they didn't have the funds currently, mm-hmm. but they needed an, a payment right away on something, um, mm-hmm. like medical bills, for instance. If we do a cash payment, there's a discount.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so for every dollar that gets funded into that athlete we want to make it go as far as possible so mm-hmm. if we can get a discount by doing a cash payment and they don't necessarily have that three hundred thousand dollars ready to go sure the board will either approve or deny that upfront cash and then we'll try to make it up in the back end by crowdfunding for that specific athlete and then mm-hmm. we we do it's never not happened but if we had access to again grant money
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the endowment for action sports, it would be a lot less sticky for us.
0: Right, right. What was it again?
1: I, can I missed the total right athletes. Yeah, you're gonna. Need- oh,
0: did I, I ask about? Yeah. Thanks for remembering my question because I forgot it. <laughs> oh, we're really? good. There's so many things I want to ask, and then so sometimes I'll spit out ten at I like once. I don't
2: mean so. to be, but it sounds so
0: concentrated mm-hmm. that I don't think you or the rest of the people that are
1: going to listen to your podcast and you mm-hmm. actually action, action sports. We'll realize how large road recovery is on such a small so most philanthropic organizations run the 85 percent pass through and they have so many athletes worldwide that's why gotcha okay so gotcha. since 2000 road recovery has granted over seven million dollars in funds to 85 mm-hmm. plus athletes and their families so not only do we fund for you know an injured athlete but we have funded for um like eric Rohner, who passed away mm-hmm. uh parachuting we did a fund for his family.
2: Right.
1: Um, and we actually just recently closed that fund for him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not just those athletes, it's also extended family. Oh, like Mandy Fontaine, her dad was injured this year. Um, and she's in this, obviously she works for a Honda, She or PR firm that works for a Honda HRC. Mm-hmm. Her dad also owned a company that utilizes the industry. Mm-hmm. And so he is paralyzed from the chest down right now, was injured um, mm-hmm. at a work accident, and we're funding for him. I see. So it's not just athlete specific, but we can, if the board approves, mm-hmm. help out industry family as well. And then Rotary Recovery is granted 200 and we'll call it 80 plus thousand dollars towards spinal cord research,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, to kind of like Wings for Life, and the, I can't think of the fund that we actually went to just research for spinal mm-hmm. cord injury, which is extremely important to us because the majority mm-hmm. of our guys have a right. spinal cord injury. And then 23 action sport athletes since 2014. We raised $2.3 million for action sports specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's not endowment. That's cause-specific.
0: Right. I mean, this just started happening. Since you said this before, but 14, yeah. yeah that's, that's,
2: that's huge. That's huge.
0: good. You know, we were talking about you coming here. How much, you know, how many your staff would we need and you know just just use fine you know so immediately i'm i'm thinking and then you and then you were letting me know like okay i'm trying to figure out which way to do it to bring the tent you know should i ship it you know the whole thing i was really impressed with how how important it was for you to to make this trip as low cost as possible uh and Powder Ridge, where we are today, that's hosting the event on the uh, facility side. They offered up the comp room so you can stay here, but I was really impressed by the fact that you were really conscious about every dime. It's like, okay, sounds like it's going to be worth it for me to drive because I'll be able to save that money and and uh, it basically keep more in Road Recovery, so you all know that non Actually, maybe not everyone knows this. My sister worked at a nonprofit um, a few years back. Nonprofit doesn't mean everyone's working for free. Right. Uh, so, but you, you still sound like you're keeping it as tight as you can, so the most money as as you possibly can, whatever we raise or you raise, goes into the fund, right? Mm-hmm. So, how many people are on staff? I guess would be a, a question. Like, how much does it take to run?
1: To answer I mean, your question, I suppose question, it's
0: not profit, so maybe it's public. Everything anyway. is
1: public knowledge. All you right. can go and look up our tax yeah. documents online. And it mm-hmm. has, it tells you how much I get paid. It tells you how much Anita gets paid, how much Mike gets paid, um, how much it costs just to run road recovery, mm-hmm. um, and that's at a actually it's less than twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So a true nonprofit should run an 80 20 percent split oh, okay. so 80% goes to whatever cause uh-huh. they are champion right um, and 20% should go to overhead mm-hmm. we all work from home to keep overhead as low as possible
2: right
1: luckily Toyota and Toyota Escondido give us event cars mm-hmm. so we just have to pay for the insurance Mm-hmm. And obviously the gas, but like there isn't a company, we have a company card, but mainly because we have two wonderful sponsors. So that keeps the overhead low. We don't have to worry about like, if it was my car, most companies would pay like the mileage plus gas split. Sure. We don't have to worry about that. That's awesome. Um, and Toyota of Escondido pays for the oil changes and that kind of fun stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: No matter where you go. No,
1: well, I go to Toyota of Escondido to make sure right. that it gets funded there and mm-hmm. they take care of that. And then we have a tire company so if like our new, new tires yeah so again we keep our overhead as low as possible and we we're actually under 20 percent. i don't really know right now what it is we're working on those breakdowns because we're putting together a very large deck that is 100 percent transparent on what mm-hmm. comes in and what comes out mm-hmm. um so you can see all that stuff obviously online right. it is extremely important for us to make sure that each event is run on a low budget as possible because Mm -hmm. it it's based on donations. Mm -hmm. My salary is because of people donated to the Mm -hmm. foundation or a sponsor granted us money or my getting a grant. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the grants that we do get are very specific. So it has to be, can't be used for employee salary. It has to be used for, um, braces or wheelchairs. It's, we do abide by those guidelines whenever we're getting money and how it's written. Um, so Again, like that has to pay. We have, or that has to be done correctly. We have three full-time employees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anita Button is the director of operations. She handles. She actually has the toughest job. She is a godsend, 100%. She works directly with the insurance company, and one bill she was able to knock down three hundred thousand dollars on. And it was actually more than that. I'm just using a round number. Yeah, right. Um, it was like three hundred and some change. Right. On one bill because she does has been doing this for umpteen years mm-hmm. um she works she'll get a bill in from one of the guys and see that it's coded wrong or she negotiates it down on a different way obviously she knows that cash payments is that mm-hmm. way but she also knows like if we use a specific code for this thing like it's over my head she's awesome like what she does is phenomenal yeah. and it you know one bill that take her weeks Mm-hmm. to get that down. Right. Um, so it, it's a very long, arduous process. Yeah. Um, so she handles that for all of our athletes that we're currently funding for. Mm-hmm. So even if a fund is, like Scotty, like we're still paying for some of his PT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his fund's closed, so you can't donate to him anymore, but he still has money in that fundraising mm-hmm. portal, and so we use that to pay his medical bills with, right? Okay. So even though he's not having any more new surgeries or anything like that, no new medical bills, Mm -hmm. she still makes sure that the P T company is coding it wrong Mm because, you know, human error, you can make mistakes. So she still goes through that with a Mm -hmm. fine tooth comb and she does that for every single one. So Mm -hmm. even though we have thirty something open right now, we still are doing it for all the closed causes as Mm -hmm. well. So she does that, she handles all the accounting. She makes sure that, you know, we're on budget. Mm. and that's basically what she does she's again a godsend mike has a really difficult job as well in the context that he has to handle all of our athletes he's the director of athlete relationships Mm -hmm. so he talks to them on a daily basis all Mm -hmm. of them closed Mm -hmm. and open funds make sure that they're yeah like once you start with road recovery we're with Mm -hmm. you through the whole process so it's not just um onset of injury it's Uh you know we've had people have babies and we've had guys get married, and we've been to weddings, and we've right. seen these kids grow, and right. um, we've had you know kids that've gotten hurt at 20, and now they're 30 something. So mm-hmm. it's we're through them through everything from onset of injury to walking again. Um, mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we're, we're checking in on them because an athlete, they say an athlete dies twice: like once when they retire, mm-hmm. and once when they pass away so think about an athlete who's not ready to retire who's at the height of their life Mm. and gets hurt and is forced to retire Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: level of paradigm shift that they're not ready for is extreme so we need to make sure that we are having an open dialogue and talking them through the process are you okay what are you feeling You know, it's under, like, you are gonna be depressed. What are you doing about it? How are Mm -hmm. you eating? What questions do you have? There's a lot of things that these guys go through that people don't think about. You know, if you're paralyzed, unfortunately, you don't have the control of certain bodily functions that Mm -hmm. other people do, and that is huge. You know, like, having to figure out that way of life, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's a lot. And so, Mike was injured, actually, um, I think in the 90s. Um, Racing, so Mm -hmm. he's in a wheelchair as well. He understands it. He's been Mm -hmm. there. He knows what you're, what they're going through. He, he can kind of give them foresight, Mm -hmm. not tell them how to feel or anything like that, but at least be somebody that they can ask any kind of question to. Um, Before they had Mike, it was Anita and I. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Guys don't want to talk to us about bathroom stuff, you know. And so, one of the best hires was actually Mike because he can have those open Mm -hmm. dialogue questions and to be honest with you a lot of the guys when they're in the hospital or mpt aren't really thinking about that Mm -hmm. um it's getting forced down their throat but like they're still at the early onset injury thinking i am going to walk again or i'm going to get through this or this is all just temporary right right so they're not really well that and there's nine million things going on so they're not really ingesting all this information that's getting thrown at them. So having Mike make those you know, weekly calls and just asking like, okay, so how's this one working for you? Or how's this brace or how's your chair? And he can mm-hmm. talk to them about cushions or if they're MPT and they are walking again, like how does your knee feel? Because, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I understand that it was your back that got hurt, but everything's connected. So you need to make yeah. sure that you're thinking about your knee or your toe or mm-hmm. he has that knowledge. So that's what he does. Gosh,
0: it's like you have a built-in uh, psychologist at the same time.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not, um...
0: Just because of his personality, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and he is... In him having to live it.
1: Exactly. Um And he, he just has that personality that you want to talk to him. He's mm-hmm. very open and... Um, he's just kind of like you, he's that guy that you want to spill all your secrets to. So Mm -hmm. it makes it easy for the guys to ask a lot of questions that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily fun questions.
0: Sure. Sure. But part of the process and who else do they talk to? I, it's gotta be huge to be able to talk to someone that, that is also paralyzed and can completely relate. Unlike you or I could Mm -hmm. on, on any level of what they're talking about. I think Scotty, I mean, that's, that's what's amazing about him. I, he he's a really good listener and he thinks about what you're saying and then he gives you a really thoughtful response. So I think he he uh he's I don't know if you're using him in that way yet, but um he's gotta be a big asset to have on and maybe you could talk about that the uh the people that are on the board. Mm-hmm. Um so Scotty's on the board, right?
1: No. He's who's that one. Uh ish. Okay, so um. <laughs> okay i have a lot of agendas mm-hmm. and i have so and what i so kind of what i do is everything else
2: mm-hmm.
1: um which sounds wow that sounds like i'm giving myself a pat on the back i i get the fun job actually i, I think
0: of it as a catch-all i'm like Oof. <laughs> you've got to you've got to hold up and collect yeah everything else that needs to be done
1: so and mike also writes grants so he mm-hmm. brings in money that way as well which i mean grant writing is not fun it takes a lot of work um so they're awesome, both mm-hmm. Anita and Mike. I get to do the fun job. I get to go to the events. Mm-hmm. I get to, you know, meet people, talk to people, mm-hmm. spread the word of road Recovery, um, mm-hmm. raise money. I, mm-hmm. I get to make the money and I get to spend the money sure. um, at things like this and mm-hmm. with the athletes. So I, I get all the fun stuff, but I also handle all of our PR. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of to answer your next, your other question is mm-hmm. that. No, Scotty's not on the board, but we're creating an athlete advisory board, and the athlete advisory board will contain motocross, supercross, and action sport athletes Uh that can advise road recovery on what's really needed. Yes, we have old athletes that were hurt back in the day in 2000, the early 90s. We have a board that currently is in the industry in multiple different facets of our industry, Mm -hmm. but there isn't a current rider sitting on our board. We need a group of athletes, who we funded for and not funded for, that can advise us on what's really needed, give us the pulse of the industry for mm-hmm. both action sports and motocross.
0: Right, right, different perspective.
1: Uh huh. And so we have Scotty, that's already said yes, he's going to do that. We have Jamie mm-hmm. Beswick, um, Trey Kennard. It's just trying to get them all together. Um, so that they, is.
0: They don't necessarily have to have had an injury and been the recipient of road to recovery money, just people that you feel are are a good fit.
1: Yeah, we want both. Mm-hmm. We want people that we funded for so they can kind of give us their side of the story. Like mm-hmm. it was awesome that you guys are able to do this, but I really didn't need it. Can you focus more on this for the next guy? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we want them as well, mm-hmm. but we also want athletes that are currently riding or retired because mm-hmm. they can also say from their side, okay, I'm currently racing, and this is important. Like, this, this insurance deal that you're trying to work on so hard, yeah, we don't really need it because we already have X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm not saying that that's the case, but that's perspective.
2: Yeah, Um right. Or,
1: because there is insurance out there, and you, Motocross MX Sports offers a policy that they can buy into mm-hmm. that is a disability pol- disability policy. Mm -hmm. AMA offers an insurance policy that they can buy into. So there is stuff that's kind of in the works. Um, Mm -hmm. No athlete has ever said we don't need it. So that's definitely not what I'm saying. But they could say that. Um, Mm -hmm. They could tell us, hey, it would be really good if you guys could start, I don't know, going into this pigeonhole. We, Mm -hmm. We really are missing this in our sport. And that's the premise of the advisory board. Gotcha. We have on the board two board members who are going to run the athlete advisory board. And that Mm -hmm. got started this month or this year. So in 2019, we totally revamped the board with a brand new board of um, directors. Uh And then within the board, we have subsect responsibilities. And Max Steffens and uh, Beaker from Fox Mm -hmm. are running the athlete advisory board. Unfortunately, this year has been insane Mm -hmm. on both sides with athletes and just that they manage on their own. So they haven't been able to kind of spearhead the Athlete Advisory Board Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're working in conjunction with us. But 2020, it should be completed and on board. We should have our first meeting, hopefully, at Monster Cup Mm -hmm. because Scotty should be there as well as Jamie and plus the current writers like Trey Kennard will be there. Monster Cup is October in Bacon.
0: so that's you're hoping to get everyone together then
1: yeah that's the goal Just and then once we have the initial in introductory meeting mm-hmm. they'll have call in conference calls and that's all that sure. we ever need to do right. and then we can actually show them the agenda and all the nine million policies that I'm currently working on and they can tell us if it's something that's important or what we need to focus on
0: before you started work for road recovery uh, you were already involved in motocross in some way ish yeah
1: so um before road to recovery i was volunteering and i sat on the board of the sheckler foundation um mm-hmm. ryan sheckler is a professional skateboarder mm-hmm. and he started i don't know what year the foundation actually started but i started in 2000 and i want to see say like 10 uh-huh. I don't remember the actually time I started volunteering and helping out with a golf tournament and
2: mm-hmm.
1: then I kind of once the ball starts rolling with me it kind of snowballs so then I was going up there every week and helping out wherever I can and right. I started a whole bunch of stuff that way mm-hmm. um I did one of obviously all their golf tournaments at that point and then they they do this really cool thing called be the change uh-huh. initiative and they activate their social media to volunteer or nominate other causes that they can donate from. So they don't, their mission is very broad. They donate to other foundations, their grant writing system, which is huge because other foundations that have a specific cause right. like, um, make the wish or right, like, right. you know, that they need money to make, to grant wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Sheckler foundation with, uh,
0: Sheckler, the, he, he didn't, he started as a proactive yeah. move because nothing happened to ryan checkler right
1: yeah so, so ryan
2: how always many got asked know
0: about this because I, I don't maybe it's just because of the my limited knowledge of of skateboarding but he's obviously a little bit older now i don't know if he still competes but i i never would have thought of ryan checkler as someone that he obviously has downplayed it.
1: He's, he's extremely philanthropic.
0: Yeah, Ryan
1: is a great guy. His and mother, humble, Gretchen, is... Like. Yeah, they're both yeah. godsends. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's huge. Gretchen, who runs the foundation, and Angelique, yeah. who assists her. The stuff that they've been able to accomplish, it's, it's mm-hmm. mind-boggling. It's huge. And they don't toot their own horn. Ryan right. is very humble. Mm-hmm. It started because he was constantly getting asked to grant wishes and do other things which was awesome like it, it was at the highlight of his mm-hmm. competitive year and he was always fitting these things in mm-hmm. and Steve Astifan who sits on the board and is is his agent
2: mm-hmm. and
1: Gretchen were like wow you know we could probably make a larger impact if we pulled together our resources and mm-hmm. his sponsors mm-hmm. and we started a foundation right. and we could grow you know we toward granting x amount of wishes a year mm-hmm. We could do that for other foundations. We get together an endowment, we're gonna raise all this money, and they raise a ton of money at their golf tournaments and mm-hmm. at their skate for our causes. It's their two big events that they do every year. Oh, wow. And we're going to grant needed foundations,
2: mm-hmm.
1: money. And it started off with $10,000, and I think they're actually doing $100,000 a year that they're granting out.
2: Okay. And with the Be
1: The Change initiative, they grant $10,000 to one cause, and I think it was a quarterly deal. I, again, I, I don't sit on the board anymore, right. so I don't know the specifics. Right. But they, Ryan has a huge social media presence, and so does their foundation. Mm-hmm. But they realize they can capitalize on their social media through mm-hmm. other people's show, social media, and actually right. it's kind. Of, it makes a ripple effect. So you drop yeah. a, a rock in a pond and it ripples so much, right? Mm-hmm. So why just give $100 here when we could do so much more so they have their social media say grant or nominate four people Mm -hmm. and then you you guys are going to vote on the one person who gets this Mm $10,000 well if you have a social media reach of 50,000 people Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you say your fans okay I'm going to nominate you know, road to recovery. We have about almost forty thousand, right? Mm -hmm. So then I tell my fans and my social media followers to vote for me. So then they start voting for me on the Shuckler Foundation social page. But then they also see these other four or other three awesome foundations. So maybe they start following them and maybe they see the impact that they're making socially for a different type of cause Mm -hmm. and they donate a dollar. And then they donate a dollar to the other foundation. Mm -hmm. So really you're they're not only granting money but they're making a social impact by spreading the word of good things that these other foundations are doing. Mm-hmm. So not like it's helping yourself help others. It's mm-hmm. it's a great concept. So mm-hmm. I started with them and um it kind of got me in the philanthropic space
2: mm-hmm. as
1: well as it introduced me to action sports, mm-hmm. but not Moto. So I was in Moto previously I worked for National Power Sport Auctions, which is the world's largest power sport auctions. Um, and through there, I got introduced into Moto because we had big corporate brands that we worked with, OEMs like Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Ducati, and mm-hmm. we would take them out to Supercross races mm-hmm. to grow their business with Oh, us.
0: I see. You obviously are, are attracted to action sports into to Moto. Did you have some of that in your life growing up?
1: My dad um, desert raced, but he stopped when I was really young. So uh, no.
0: Or did it did it always appeal to you, or did you just happen to end up in this, and now you now you know more than you ever wanted to know about it? Uh, it was. A, it maybe became a fan at the same time. I mean,
1: I've always been a fan of racing. I'm a huge MotoGP nerd. Really? Yeah. Like. Okay. Yes, and my husband is really big in the space, so he kind of introduced me to that, mm-hmm. and I became a fan that way. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be a fan now. It's yeah. hard to watch racing now, um, just knowing the extent. So, yeah. And I'm always kind of at the edge of my seat. And when somebody goes down, and they, they could go down for no reason, be totally fine. I'm like that crazy wife who wants to jump down all the seats and rush on to the like, yeah. field and help out. But I have no medical experience, so I would be no right. good to them. Right, but because of what i do i i've built relationships with a few of the writers and mm-hmm. i know i know all of them not well but i know who mm-hmm. they all are because i see sure. them every weekend yeah. and so i have a connection with them so when they do get hurt it's it's hard to watch them yeah. and especially with you know action sports as well like because there's so many different there isn't like supercross and motocross or action sports like there isn't like a one big long six month Sure. Event, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a whole yeah. bunch of events going on, but it's mm-hmm. not one. So the probability of them getting hurt at that one event is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and to watch it all, it's, it's just it's hard. It's hard to watch it all. What?
0: Gosh, now I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> you're starting to make me reflect more more than I thought I would on what's in front of us today. Uh, what you'll see tomorrow. How do you deal with that? Because I know I watch it, and, and there's a reason why I I feel driven to to do this. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel fortunate, but I'm not one of those guys that's going to ride the jumps tomorrow. I'm just getting too old for that. But <laughs> but now you got me thinking. I mean, I know my opinion of how I'll I'll, I'll view that tomorrow. I'm going to be kind of like thinking a little bit about you know, and knock on wood, and all that. But you have a hard time watching something like that. I know it sounds like a silly question, but watching something that, you know, there's guys that are maybe underinsured or not insured and they're riding some, some crazy, some crazy jump lines.
1: So to answer that, uh,
0: cause we could just not watch it tomorrow. Weird. We could go do something <laughs> yeah. else at that point in the day.
1: To be honest, like I love it. And mm. Here's the deal. You can't bubble wrap everybody. Life would be so boring if we were all safe.
2: Oh, no doubt. Um,
1: And so there are those people like you Mm -hmm. and Jamie that, and you know, everybody else, Ryan, that have gotten hurt. And you get back on your bike Mm -hmm. and you keep riding. There is, there are a very finite few of the human Mm -hmm. nature of people who are able to do that. And they do it because... It's driving them and it makes them happy. Why would mm. I want to take joy away from them?
2: Yeah.
1: And they're good at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like Nitro Circus with Travis Pastrana. All right. He's been hurt umpteen times and he still mm. goes out and do, does that because, and his wife cheers him on because she knows it makes him happy. And she's out there doing some crazy stuff herself. I mean, she's an incredible athlete. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's, it's at 1% of our population that are able to do it mm-hmm. and do it well and are happy doing it and understand the level of risk and know what they're mm-hmm. getting themselves into because they're pro- they're projecting the sport. They're making mm-hmm. the sport better. I mean, look at it 10 years ago where they able to do some of the jumps that they were doing. Right, Who did a right. double backflip back then? You know, it's mm-hmm. because of them and their ability to digest fear in a way that propels them as an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I envy that ability. Sure and there is a reason that there is me out there because Mm -hmm. when if they do get hurt we're here Mm -hmm. we want to be able to create um a foam jump right level of security where the people who have that innate ability to again digest that fear and turn it into a competitive competitive level um give them that security blanket that they know if Mm -hmm. it does happen rotary recovery will step in And do something for you. There's a lot of guys that, because we can only help pros. So you have Mm -hmm. to be a pro before Mm -hmm. we can help you. That's just part of our mission statement. It sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. However, we do help people who get hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. We give them our manual, and it's basically like a three-month post- Injury,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what to do? Questions to ask your physicians, mm-hmm. questions to ask your insurance, grants that you can apply for, right. state grants that you can apply for. Like it's it's a how-to book after injury, and it's right. you know spinal cord injury to a broken elbow basically. Mm-hmm. So we do like if someone were to get hurt t- tomorrow, knock on wood, mm-hmm. hopefully they don't. And they reached out to us, no, we won't be able to start a fund for you, but we can guide you through the process. Mike's great at that. There's tons of guys that he's mm-hmm. guiding through the process right now that we just can't help. There was, an, two years ago, there was a, a private, not a privateer, um, an amateur that got hurt really, really bad and was in a hospital in Texas, and it was like the worst hospital ever.
2: Mm-hmm. Spinal
1: cord injury, the hospital told him to drive home to California. Whoa, Yeah. really? When an unstable spine, and she, he was sponsored by one of our sponsors. They called and were like, absolutely Ooh. not. We're going to get you into this other hospital. So yeah. we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we don't talk about, that mm-hmm. we, you know, whatever, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: their passion, their drive to compete drives us.
2: Right.
1: Yes, it's hard to watch because, again, I want to bubble wrap. Everyone calls me Mother Hen, <laughs> and it's for a reason, but mm-hmm. you, you, it's still awesome to watch and to see their achievements and it's hard like Jesse Nelson that he's competing again because he's really I kind of was with him through Mm -hmm. the whole process so he's really close to me he's like a brother Mm
2: -hmm. and his wife
1: Emily like their family Mm -hmm. so it was hard when he started racing again but gosh darn it he's so good Mm -hmm. racing he could anything I mean right now he's racing ATVs but I mean you could put him on a soapbox and he'd figure out a way to be first like it's just those people like it's again one percent that can do it so you have to cheer them on
0: i love the answer yeah I, i just love it that's that's perfect because you're right you can't stop people from doing what makes them feel alive or makes them feel like they're just confident in just doing what they love to do so i i'm glad you answered that way because otherwise the two of us wouldn't have much fun this weekend at all
1: no like Like even okay so phil (laughs) smudge was magical one yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. gosh okay that kid again he's a lot like scotty and Blake Uh in the context that's like they have this personality Mm -hmm. that you meet them and this drive to succeed yeah and he was you know he got hurt not that long ago and He's riding a bike again. And when I, when he sent me that video of him riding a bike before he posted it, I literally started crying yeah. because that's all he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're athletes. They're competitors. All they want to mm-hmm. do is get back and get back to racing or competing on some type of level. It's yeah. like, yes, does it kill me a little inside that he's back doing something that could hurt him? Of course. Yeah. But what the level of hurt that they would have not doing it... That would do so much more damage long-term.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and instantly when you say that, I think of depression. And possibly a hell of a lot more dangerous than them trying to ride again in some way, shape, or form. So it's, it's got to be pretty important. Mental
2: think.
1: health is... a th- a topic that we're constantly talking about in our board meetings and just with me in general, like Dave Mara, we did a fundraiser for him. It, it's something that, you know, especially with CTE, like how can we get involved? It, it's so new, it's so mm. unknown.
2: Yeah.
1: And it, it's definitely kind of the black eye of all the sports, sure. but depression and mental health is, it, it's key.
0: Yeah, and especially, and I'm sure you're aware of this is as these riders of whatever whatever type of sport they do as they get older or maybe they're not pro anymore maybe now they they had you know they, they said it's time I can't compete anymore filling that void of that competitive nature that they have or that competitive attitude and just drive what do you do with it you have to find something to do with it so I, I feel like that's a that's a big issue, a it really is. big issue. Scotty keeps himself so busy doing what he loves to do that I I don't know. I I, I wish everyone could have that. It can't be had by all, and it's no. it takes it takes special people. With, I'm sure special people around him and for that to work. So it's it's great, but yeah, that's that's tough. I'm sure people have a hard time just transitioning we'll say
1: I think that's for us why it's key and it makes Mike's salary worth it in spades because Mm -hmm. he is doing those checks yeah those checks are to make sure they're going to PT or -hmm. they have the right catheter or their wheelchair is good or Mm -hmm. you know they're eating right or or they're taking Mm -hmm. the Rizalzi pill or like whatever like it is to you know to make sure they're good with their fund and all that stuff but it's also a healthcare check like how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. How do you feel today? Have, have you, so we have for guys like that are paralyzed there, Mm -hmm. there are options like you can go out and there's hand pedal bikes. There's ways to compete again. Like there's other foundations that we kind of help steer the guys to, Mm -hmm. um, that can help them compete in the Olympics. Um, who can get them training in a hand cycle or another type of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we do promote other foundations that kind of can take that next step that we don't facilitate, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of lead them into that competitive way. Um, for a guy that retires, like, gosh, Luckily now a lot of the moto guys are kind of getting into cycling, so they mm-hmm. can do RAM, um, Race Across America, right. or they can compete in Ironman or some, you know, find a not so hard on your body type level. There was a retired
0: motocross team that did it a couple years ago, right? There, it was our team. It was your team.
1: Yeah, so oh, we, that's so it was awesome. the legends of the road, it was it David Johnny Bailey.
0: Amara? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, so yes, Mara was on the first team in 2014, okay. and that was with Mara Bailey. Um, so strum, and I don't remember the other guy. Um, Mickey Diamond, Mickey Diamond, yeah. And so, obviously, Dave passed away, Mm -hmm. and Mickey's been wanting to do Ram again. I mean, they gosh, that team, I think they got like second place, Mm -hmm. it was awesome, yeah. And so, he reached out to David Bailey and was like, I want Mickey Diamond. So, this is kind of his Mm -hmm. whole thing, he was behind the steer heading of. The group, the mm-hmm. legends are legends.
2: Mm-hmm. He was
1: like, hey, da- like, what do you think, David? Like, What do you think about doing it? And David is paralyzed. He has a hand cycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he cycles a lot, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, we could. And we can get Doug. Mm-hmm. And then they formed this team. It was Doug, Jeff Ward, David Bailey, and sure. Mickey Diamond. And they decided to go with the name The Legends of the Road in uh-huh. honor of Dave Mara. They used the same logo. They just changed their names. They mm-hmm. reached out to us because it would to help kind of promote the foundation mm-hmm. on a larger scale cuz we're not really into cycling. That's sure. And um I can tell you that was 5 days of zero sleep. It was and that was just me. What those guys did? So did you drive the van? No, I didn't drive the van. We met David Bailey's wife and I flew out to mm-hmm. Maryland, drove to Virginia and mm-hmm. followed him at the last lap, the last oh, like nice. day. Oh, of cycling okay. into the finish line because yeah. they were, I think, ended up got getting second as well mm-hmm. in the mixed group. Okay, and I mean, just the pictures that they would send me for yeah. the first couple of days, huh. the extreme dehydration through yeah. Arizona, it, and then the hills in Virginia that just the ascends, like it was yeah. gnarly. Like the stuff that they accomplished, and they even said like Wordy was kind of like their big pusher because he mm-hmm. was you know, each there was a, a bicyclist with a hand cycle
2: mm-hmm. so they would go
1: two at a time sure. and it i mean Wardy would take the hills and then hand cycle would take this decent so poor warty oh, was okay. like having to take all these hills <laughs> and he was just like i just want to sleep oh, like he he was yeah. gnarly and yeah, yeah. that group for us it definitely did create awareness because yeah um it was definitely something we've never done before and will probably never do again. Um, It was extreme and we didn't even compete. I can't even talk about the level of exhaustion they had, but it was really cool and it was really cool to be able to do something that Mickey wanted to do, which Mm -hmm. was honor the original team.
2: Sure.
1: And they all, since they all kind of cycle, it made sense.
0: Right, right. You know what I have to I not have to, want to uh, mention is You've helped out a few professional women, uh, and that's that's a big deal for us in BMX because uh, women are, are there's some amazing women riders, and right now the, the big buzz is that they're protesting the X Games because uh, they're not they're they're still an exhibition type of event. They don't right. they don't place, so they're not awarded at all. But it's gotten to the point where a lot of things are starting to type the line, right? So it's, mm-hmm. all, it's all starting to level out. But you had mentioned a couple women uh, that have been helped by, because obviously the majority of the people involved in motocross or anything moto in BMX, the majority are guys. But you had mentioned a couple women. Who are they and maybe some little bit of a story about them?
1: Yes. So the most recent ones are Caroline and um buchanan mm-hmm. and vicky golden
0: i didn't know vicky got hurt uh
1: yeah what? so neither see. of them are here's the deal like so obviously like we spoke earlier to mm-hmm. be granted through the fund you have to be catastrophic mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. grant road recovery's assistant through crowdfunding mm-hmm. you just have to be extremely hurt so mm-hmm. out for a very long time gosh so caroline Reached out to us post injury, and I want to say it was almost like a year, and mainly because through Toyota of Escondido they sponsor her, and they obviously support oh, okay. road recovery
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, One of the guys over there that works directly with Caroline was like, you know you should reach out to Roger recovery because she got injured, had a surgery that had to have a surgery to cover that surgery, and that second surgery messed up, and they left a pin in and i can't really disclose all this information but she ended up having to have like multiple surgeries to fix the original injury
0: she's put some of it out there online i mean it was the sternum break right so i mean it it sounds brutal but anyway so sorry so she's got mega bills from all that i'm sure the
1: amount of bills that she had is Extreme and if you look on the our road recovery page for her it, mm-hmm. it definitely talks about it I just don't have the exact numbers mm-hmm. here, so I don't want to throw anything out there and be wrong But, but
0: any, I, anyone can look
1: anyone can look, look. yeah okay. I, the whole we did a press release on it and mm-hmm. detailed everything And then we put up her videos that she mm-hmm. did on it um, And it's all on there and I want to mm-hmm. say it's obviously way over a hundred thousand dollars is mm-hmm. what she's gonna come out of pocket So and she had good insurance as well, so it's after did she have good insurance? don't remember her insurance situation i want mm-hmm. to say she did not have insurance now that i'm talking about it anyways it's all yeah. on the page i'm sure. not prepared <laughs> right no, now that's
0: no, okay uh, It's all right
1: but she i know it's over a hundred thousand dollars that she needs to pay over pocket out mm-hmm. of pocket and that's extreme especially so with these with athletes
2: mm-hmm.
1: if depending on your contract if you're not racing and you're not competing you're not going to make money you do you may or may not have some really good endorsement deals Mm -hmm. but the majority of the funds are coming from competing right right so not only did she get hurt which took her out of racing but then had to have multiple surgeries to fix the original surgery so then she's out of racing even longer she's not qualifying for the olympics because of it so she missed the olympic chance i mean luckily now she has qualifications but i mean she's out for a really long time so not only are you out but then you have pt depending on your level of injury. So that's yeah. gonna take you out even longer and you have to right. pay for PT. So we are able to crowdfund for her because she has an injury that is extensive.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's how kind of we're able to help out. No, she won't be able to grant from the fund, but we can still engage her fans. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to reach out to her partner, her sponsors and Mm -hmm. say, if you donate to her fund, it's a tax write-off because you're donating to road recovery Mm -hmm. to help pay your bills. So we are, we're able to do things like Mm -hmm. that. And like, sometimes we make shirts or stickers Mm -hmm. or other ways to fund for that athlete as well.
0: The crowdfunding deal must be a, a savior because at least it's something they can tap into something. So you're facilitating, you're facilitating fundraising through the name using Road to Recovery, but, and we talked about it earlier, but that's essentially what she's doing, where people may assume that she's on the full deal and getting uh, endowment money, which is not the case at all. Right. And and I have to say, I, she, uh, and I would imagine she has a manager, she's really good at marketing herself as an athlete, and, uh, and hopefully that helps too. She seems to work really hard at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Caroline specifically, like, again, she's competing. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to the Olympics. So we had to be very careful about how we went about crowdfunding for mm-hmm. her because we didn't want her to lose potential sponsors mm-hmm. because that that's definitely a, a caution for any injured athlete, like, coming to Road to Recovery because we're known for catastrophic career-ending oh, injuries. Right,
2: right. Okay. So
1: we have to be aware that when we put out statements like, yes, she, this is what's hurt. It was a sternum. This is how she got hurt. This is what we're funding for. This is where the bills are gonna go for. And it's all crowdfunding. And again, like the crowdfunding is awesome because now it's at 10% our hold back because Mm -hmm. we just have a lot more fees. Credit card processing went up for us and yeah, we have three full-time employees. So ten percent of that dollar, you're still getting ninety cents, which is huge, right? Mm-hmm. GoFundMe. I mean, you're ma- don't even get me started on GoFundMe. It's.
0: <laughs> I don't think people realize, to be quite honest. I mean, I, we all pitch in where we can with uh, with GoFundMe, but yeah, I don't and think people realize how. I
2: mean, it's it's a, great. It's
0: a, it's a business. Yes, you it know, it, it is a it. It's for-profit.
1: A business yeah. but again like if you need something and mm-hmm. Road Recovery can't help you like mm-hmm. I'm not going to say don't ever do a GoFundMe sure. but if you're a professional athlete anybody listening to this if you know a professional athlete that's hurt please reach out to Road Recovery do not start a GoFundMe because mm-hmm. it's not I mean you end up getting over 30% in fees it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. so anyways
0: it has its place it,
1: it does Yeah. so with both hurt with Caroline and Vicky they both want to race again they both mm-hmm. want to compete again Carol, or Vicky's an FMF, so she's not really mm-hmm. racing. But if she decided to, she could. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful about how we put that out there. Regardless yeah. of them going back into the sport, they're still injured. Mm-hmm. They still have huge medical bills that we need to fund for, right. especially for Caroline. Um, mm-hmm. Vicky powdered her ankle and really? her surgery was insane and she was out for about a year as well. Oh so gosh. again, like yes, they have endorsements and they're mm-hmm. able to market themselves and right. both women are phenomenal at what they do mm-hmm. in their industries. Mm-hmm. Unless they're competing on cer- a certain level like Nitro Circus for right. Vicky or the Olympics or another BMX race for Caroline, mm-hmm. they're really they both have great sponsors like Wiener Schnitzel for Vicky and Mm-hmm. Um I don't really I can't think of off the top of my head for Caroline but that still Payton. Yeah, yeah yeah. You know what I mean that so they were yeah. still good post injury. Mm-hmm. A lot of athletes they go away mm-hmm. because unless they're in the limelight mm-hmm. at a race competing mm-hmm. they lose their sponsor. So that's yeah. hard, you know what I mean? So you you lose a sponsor because you got hurt and because you're not competing and then you have medical bills it's this crazy snowball effect mm-hmm. um luckily luckily both of them kept everything mm-hmm. in line because they're huge athletes but if you're a privateer or you're mm-hmm. just starting up and you get hurt in that that context the majority of the written contracts for mm-hmm. those athletes have an injury out clause yeah. which is crazy but i mean both but of them they are have to up.
0: yeah the deal probably looks so attractive that you're saying oh i'm gonna gamble this one and-
1: yeah. take it and sometimes it pays off for sure i mean mm-hmm. look at vicky what she just did with the history channel and nitro circus like that was crazy the evil knievel stunt that she did and if you would have seen which you can see on our on our page right on her page right. actually the surgery of her foot and mm-hmm. like just how everything was broken the x-rays it's gnarly
0: Ugh.
1: and she's out there doing backflips again
0: oh my gosh Makes me think of Roxon too, because Roxon's just, like, brutal. Just, ugh. Talk just about repetitive.
1: comeback, kid. Yeah. And I'm just going to go off on a tangent. We're going to look back at, at what Roxon did in 10 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: with awe. Yeah. What he, and we, I mean, we already are, but, like, it's his an ability I, to bounce back and his drive to... It's kind of like what we were speaking on earlier. Like, you just have this way to digest fear. Mm-hmm. He has this way to digest no yeah. that I've never seen in any other person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, I mean, the amount, I mean, he had a great surgeon, 100%. He has a great sure. agent that makes sure that he's taken right. care of with insurance and
2: right, all that right. stuff.
1: Um, Steve Asteven is extremely knowledgeable and knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. But holy cow, Batman. Yeah. Like,. Exc- just mentally having that type of injury,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then getting back on the starting gate, there's one person that can do that, and it's freaking Ken Roxon. Right. Like I am in awe.
0: No one thought there was a really high chance of him coming back at all. You know, let alone yeah. as fast as he did. That that injury was brutal to look at. You know, looking both at, of them. Where they share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah both. <laughs> yeah, and then the second one, right when he put yeah. his hand in the wheel that was the opposite arm too right mm-hmm. or was it no opposite Two it's almost hands. better that it was the opposite because I can't imagine how much I don't know which which one it on him. looking at my own wrist but <laughs> um, yeah it, it's crazy I just can't believe he is competing and and winning motos I don't know if he's has he yeah. won an overall yet outdoor this summer yes no can he, an
1: overall yeah I you're, think he's done one you're overall a stats guy.
0: Which is one of his first, if not the first overall, including supercross. He got
1: a championship in outdoor Uh, three years ago, four years ago,
2: four Four years ago.
1: So Moto's kind of his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, Supercross, he did not win this year.
0: He came close, yes, a couple times, Um, I think,
1: yes. But again, like it was just after his injury. Yeah, I mean, so, this is his
0: first year back, right?
1: Yeah, so he's getting used to a bike again. And like they made some changes on the he's, bike yeah, and Yeah, and
0: he's winning outdoor I think he may have one or two outdoor yeah outdoors, I don't but it's still it's he's, still a huge, huge
1: Not only is he competitive, but he's yeah. actually winning and right. post two injuries back to back a year apart. Yeah. It's I mean, again, like he has the way to digest now and right. win.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I'm pretty I Again, we're going to look back and see what mm-hmm. he was able to do. And I think a lot of stuff, like, a lot more stuff will get released on just how bad his injury is. Mm-hmm. I really, I don't think people understand how bad his hand was. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think anybody really knows except for him. Right. And maybe his surgeon and his, you know, his wife. Right. But he just... He accomplished the unaccomplishable, and mm-hmm. he deserves a lot more I think people give him credit and respect mm-hmm. for what he did, but right. I think in ten years when we like digest or you know intersect all of this stuff that goes on with him mm-hmm. it'll will be a little bit more in awe,
0: yeah yeah i agree he's he's amazing I think that's all I have for you for this part of it, so what if you're into it, I think you have the right shoes on uh, maybe the three of us could go up the mountain and take a walk back down, yeah uh, before you. it gets pretty hot uh but yeah today's the today's the fun day and i I really appreciate you coming early uh, for this mm-hmm. and to to set up so it's uh it's great, and I can't wait to talk to you when it's over so uh at the end of tomorrow before you head back to uh North Carolina, right. So um yeah, I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a we'll take a walk and uh or a lift and then a walk and uh give you an idea of what the what's going on here what the layout is. Awesome.
1: I'm excited. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. And uh and yeah, I, I'll add whatever links when I when I do post the podcast, but uh but yeah, it's um a lot of people are going to hear it, so it'll be good.
1: Great. All I right. appreciate the time. Thank oh, you.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Of I appreciate
1: course. it. I'm like hot.
0: Yeah, it it definitely Got a little warm. Okay. Welcome back to the BMX Center Blood part two of the... Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, Road to Recovery Jam. So I'm here with Lori. we create an armistad?
2: Yes. Thank
0: God. That was easier than the, the other name that you could have made me. <laughs> Try to pronounce. So we're doing this follow up to talk about how things went and just how you how the experiences the experience was for you.
1: I'm blown away. to be honest, like it's better than I definitely ever could have expected. It was a huge turnout. I think everybody that did come out and, and experience the event uh, had a great time. Temperatures were gnarly, so the fact that there were so many people out there, not only riding, um, but just hanging out right. like they came on <laughs> their Sunday away. What? <laughs> Thank you they came right. on their Sunday away and yeah. you know spent that time with mm. us. I think that's important and it, mm-hmm. it means a lot to me and our foundation that mm-hmm. people are willing to come out and away from their family or bring their family to an event when sure. the weather's a little bit more on the difficult side. Yeah. Um, but to see, all, to see everybody and mm-hmm. all the hard work that you've personally done, Joe, means so much to me, the foundation, our athletes. Mm-hmm. You can see it with Scotty. He was very gracious and thankful that you know people are paying it forward Mm -hmm. um and that's i don't know like that's kind of the best compliment i could ever receive as somebody who works for our foundation Mm -hmm. that an athlete who is a recipient of our foundation Mm -hmm. is willing to give back in such a way um i mean he drove out here they built a ramp all on his own dime Mm -hmm. he spent time away from his family from the bike shop from you know his things that he's doing and he's out here kind of supporting road recovery and yeah? again like that means a lot this community your bmx community this east coast community Connecticut community pennsylvania jersey everybody like all these people it, it's all inspiring it makes me happy that i do this job
0: that's awesome i mean uh, i mean obviously I didn't know what your reaction would be because I see you at Supercross races or, <laughs> or saw you at Supercross race, where things—it's a completely different deal. So I was, I was really interested in how, how what feel you got from this, and it's the feel exactly what you described is the reason why, it's the reason why these things happen. It's a it's a pretty tight community, just like Moto is, I'm sure too, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the privateer level, right?
2: Oh yeah, of course. Where they're,
0: they're, 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 they kind of look out for each other, you know. Oh, yeah. Unless it's for the last spot in the semi,
2: <laughs> you know. Old bar. Yeah,
0: top four, and you're trying five going for four. Yeah, it's that's when they're not friends anymore, but it goes away. So, so anyway, um, I'm glad you feel that way about it, and and I think it's accurate. I think the people really rally around it. Um, the weather, the weather was definitely tough. It was. I don't know. Did you ever hear what the temperature was? It had to have topped hundred? Holy
1: hot. It, was, it was holy, holy high, hot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. A Hotter San Diego 80s.
1: girl mm-hmm. is not used to this temperature. Yeah. And, you know what? I'm used to heat. It, mm-hmm. it was just the humidity was stifling. Right. But it, it's kind of hard to complain because you're out here doing stuff Yeah. and then you see these guys on a bike or these girls on bikes doing yeah, these yeah, yeah, jumps and riding down a mountain and yeah. Crazy, and you know, a couple guys crashed. They got back up on their bikes. A couple mm-hmm. girls crashed, got back on their bikes, and yeah. kept riding again. And I'm like, and I'm here having a hard time seeing <laughs> t-shirts in a booth. So, right, like right, I right. said, it's hard to <laughs> complain when they're out there putting it on the line.
0: Yeah, I, we're definitely in different breeds. There's no question. <laughs> but I'm sure there's parallels with motor, like we were talking about, and especially in the privateer part. So,
2: yeah,
0: and I'm glad you were exposed to that, and and you see, you know, you, you see. The tough times, if someone you know has to, has to head to the hospital just as a precautionary measure, it happens. What are you going to do? But one, one of my friends, he brought a, a guy that, that got hurt. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he went to the hospital with him. He was the one that was going to do the group photo. Oh,
1: got it.
0: So uh, he took care of his friend. He stayed at the hospital, figured out what was going on. His friend, took, which everything was fine, by the way totally fine it was all precautionary so he said you really need to get back to the jam that he said to my friend mm-hmm. and uh, so he came back and now he just left to go back to pretty much pick him up he'll be going home tonight no question good um but I, I, the reason i bring that up is that's kind of how it works not kind of that is how it works mm-hmm. so uh in the community there there's a lot of people here that aren't anxious to leave and they right. just sent us a round of shots yes, i don't know how did. that happened i don't know what it is but
1: i'm gonna go with probably two oh yeah cool. tequila is it uh-huh
0: i think i can do that yep. so are we gonna cheers, cheers? for sure all cheers, right sir. great event thank you let's see if i can not cough
2: <laughs>
0: someone delivered them yeah you can't i don't know what you're supposed to do with them you can't dump down the drain so
2: yeah yeah do you, do you even know what they
1: are uh, we had, She knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When she doing a someone. podcast, you must drink.
0: Yeah, so we're doing a podcast, and so now like, now you're part of the podcast too. It's great. Welcome to the
2: podcast. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> Sorry to interrupt podcast. No, no,
1: oh,
0: no, no. You're fine. No, we want you to It makes it that much more fun <laughs> when people listen, for sure. Oh,
2: cool.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, nice. So, so overall, mm-hmm. set up from when you first got here yesterday to the way it. it, it you saw the way the whole process went. Uh, was it what you expected?
2: No, it's
1: better.
0: Even better than yes. Saturday when I when I brought you around and showed you what was what we were kind of up to. Yeah, Even for better.
1: sure. Um, I was delightfully unexpected, like uh-huh. surprised, delightfully surprised. Yeah. I'm um, not saying that I didn't think it was going to be a big turnout or it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be a good event. Sure. I, um, we just haven't really done a lot of BMX events before. Mm-hmm so i was a little naive on how the course layout would be how the different events how i mean this place is beautiful powder ridge is absolutely gorgeous right um and it's a very big location so i didn't really know how it would translate with so many you know gaps in between but these guys are professionals they've mm-hmm. ridden here or written courses similar so they knew what they were doing sure they knew what kind of course is going to go mm-hmm. and for somebody who plans logistically you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i just i couldn't see it and seeing everybody come as early as eight o'clock in the morning oh, and yeah? people were here from eight till close today at five the same people yeah. they're hardcore um
0: in the volunteers i mean they we i was out by 6 I was outside and mm. actually you guys were close behind yeah um, and everyone offers to help whatever time I need them it, it's lining it's almost not necessary to line up too much ahead of time besides like a roughly schedule obviously making sure the venues ready but as first as volunteers my I'll call my friends all all of my BMX friends it's what do you need right I'm doing it what do you need I'm doing it I'm, I'm going
1: I mean, one word that I think describes this whole event is community.
2: Mm, I think
1: yeah. that from perceptionally, outside looking in, mm-hmm. the BMX community is family. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see that. Like, you have pro-BMX guys here. You have Scotty. You have other guys mm-hmm. who are professional who get paid quite well, right? Yeah. Who are breaking down other, people t- other people's tents. Yeah. Competitor bike. Like, their sponsor might be Bike X, but right. there's Bike B over here yeah. that's set up, and hey, how can we help you? How can we break down? Like, yeah. what do you guys need? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Road Recovery. I don't know how many times somebody came up and was just like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I I can't afford anything, but like, I just want you to know, right. thank you. Yeah. Can I run a sticker? How can I support? Right. Like, that's huge. Right. And looking on the outside, looking in, with the amount of support that you had for this event, mm-hmm. that, that's huge. We don't really see that very often.
0: With people actually on the ground supporting it, aside from the attendees, right? right? I mean,
1: we have a great core group of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Road Recovery has a fantastic core group of volunteers that we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. Right. Um, but just in general, with community-wise, like. Yes, hardcore moto fans, for sure. Like, we have an event at, like, Pala or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're going to show up early because, you know, their registration. Oh, how can we help out? Mm -hmm. But it it was the athletes that kind of surprised me the most. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: And and the sponsors that were, like, what do you... You know, competitive brands working together Mm -hmm. to facilitate fundraiser right. because they believe not only in road recovery but they believe in you mm-hmm. they believe in what you're doing they want to help your momentum and your vision grow mm-hmm. and it's awe-inspiring
0: thank you i appreciate it and I'll, I'll speak for i'll speak for the community that you're referencing they, they really are everyone's on the same page it's it's rare lots of times event uh event locations or facilities that that i've worked in they're always in awe that that there was no trouble like no trouble at all Mm -hmm. no one did i don't want to give anyone ideas for next year if there's (laughs) a next year i'm not sure yet but uh no one burnt any buildings down no one spray painted things you know what i mean like that those kind of worries that, that that i always have I don't know why I haven't, because it never happens. Like, it's it's a responsible group of people that just are happy to be together. And all these guys that are left at the bar, these are guys that that are, guys and girls, that are, they're part of this community and in, in maybe even a bigger part of it, maybe they're toward the front of this community and, and just keeping everyone together and positive. I a lot of people come up to me and just, they know them about numbers. So I always have these, Obviously, that's right. goals, expectations, I Don't think we y'all. talked about that a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, cheers to expectations. <laughs> <Like>, Salute. <laughs> yes, so uh, that part is, uh, that's me. That's that's me just aiming as high as I can, and all these guys try to help me reach my, my goals. And um, I think it was unique, and I think it was important that I gave this a try with Road to Recovery. Um, because I really didn't know I didn't know what the reception would be Mm -hmm. I know that people are gonna show up no matter what Mm -hmm. of the four or five hundred people that showed up it was the people that they were coming whether it was raining lightning they were gonna be here here, here, no matter what so that that's what means a lot to me and you know I'm sure I'm sure you got some thank-yous and maybe gave some thank-yous and all that and it but people really they're they're very uh conscious and and aware that that there's a lot of work in what you do and there's certainly a lot of work in what I do and they appreciate it and there's fist bumps all over and I'm a hugger so I just I did a lot of hugs and they're like I'm gross I'm like nah so am I who cares like you know yeah we're all a little sweaty today yeah yeah so it, it was it was good so yeah I I was happy with it, and I'm glad you recognized the community aspect of it, because there's also a ton of small jams that happen in the trails scene, mm-hmm. part of things, which Eastern PA, and i probably probably get myself in trouble, uh, because I'll forget to mention someone, but whether it be Pittsburgh, Eastern PA, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, we have jams from now on. Excuse me. Until we until we tarp up the trails and and that's it. So there's a lot of fun things, and all the people that were here today will be at those events too. Oh, cool! So it's it's really it, it is really cool. So they help make a tough situation as far as temperature
2: mm-hmm.
0: bearable and kept it fun. No one complained. It was just all positivity yeah, which is was, a big I mean, deal cheek.
1: i think a lot of people were like oh well, how are you doing well it could be hotter yeah. like it was that was kind of like heard i heard that? that multiple times oh my I'm gosh i didn't it could hear totally that. be hotter i'm like yeah it totally could be or very <laughs> very true um, believe
0: I, it or not i did not hear that one that's pretty funny
1: yeah it, it's you know we brought a lot of water and like snacks and gatorade or whatever just because uh we prepare mm-hmm. for that stuff sure and i saw like people just needing stuff so we were handing out and then I also saw other tents like a little kid would come up and be like hey can I buy a water and we mm-hmm. just give it to them mm-hmm. and again it's that renewal of sense of community yeah. here and kind of helping each other out and just totally being and nice people
0: yeah totally and I do I do want to shout out uh two of the, the vendors that well we'll call them vendors but they're really they're really manufacturers mm-hmm. they're they're not selling anything they're they're showing their product, but they're also doing their own raffle for, right. for a bike that they're giving away. So uh, I, I want to shout out Kink BMX and uh, Sabrosa. Um, those are two off the top of my head uh, that really went above and beyond, and they always do. And I, I call them I call them Dad. He's only a couple years older than me, but Dad, which is Brett Downs, for Sabrosa was constantly handing me water
1: yes he was kind of following you around he was because you were running around like a crazy person so you needed him to do that Yeah,
0: i mean i can't believe how many times i was like where's my phone i could (laughs) have left it or my water bottle i probably still have stuff all over out there but um but that this particular guy brett downs he he was he was worried about me like don't dehydrate Mm -hmm. don't don't get heat stroke you know we need you all day (laughs) you know don't head off to an air conditioning room and with an eye it's but it's yeah that that type of thing means a a lot to me and uh, and I think it is unique to BMX so yeah and
1: one thing that I did notice about both of those manufacturers
2: Mm -hmm.
1: is that they moved both of them moved their displays made them smaller so more people could fit under their tent. Oh, uh, okay. So both of them kind of broke yeah. down.
0: <laughs> we're doing we're doing pretty good.
2: I gave you twenty five.
0: Oh, you did. I'm box. only at, I'm only at sixteen. <laughs> minutes. No,
1: sixteen or recording you You're getting here almost oh, no, almost done no, I started right away. We're almost done. Both of those manufacturers. They made room. They did. So they, you know, they had a ten by twenty display. And they had, they moved all their display to a mm-hmm. 10 by 10 and opened up the other 10 for shade for people. Oh, okay. So like when Scotty was doing his obstacle course, everyone mm-hmm. was under a Because yeah. it was the closest one there. And yeah. they were like, we're home base for people. Yeah. You guys can leave your stuff here. Yeah. It's going to be safe. We'll watch it. Like, again, like it's community right. helping each other, supporting mm-hmm. each other, making sure that, yes, everybody who showed up and the weather was extreme, that you guys when you ride are safe mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah like that's, that's huge and you, you definitely is. see that in moto I'm not saying that you don't but sure it's just nice it's just in this day and age it's mm-hmm. really nice to see it across the board yeah
0: I think, of okay. some sort I so it may uh. not be enough to really live off of or Correct. Pursue it as a There's, full-time professional. Yeah, the
1: privateers are still struggling mm-hmm. for sure because the barrier to entry to go to all 17 rounds, right. super gross, crazy. Um, so yeah, they're definitely fighting for gas to yeah. get race and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I would definitely. I mean, all the privateers that I know have mm-hmm. a sponsorship of some sort. so
0: it helps a little bit, but it's tough because yeah. in, I'll get off this subject in just a second. But um, it's tough because the the series. Like kind of zigzags across the country, that must be so difficult for a privateer.
1: No comment. Okay. All
0: right. (laughs) Don't don't worry. My audience is BMX, so you're not going to offend anyone. But we will definitely leave it at that. But uh, I'm
1: going to defend Feld in Mm -hmm. the context that. They are bound by what's available mm-hmm. at those stadiums. Yeah. And a lot of people are upset with this year's schedule, which is understandable. It 100% is hard for those privateers. It's yeah. hard for yeah. Honda, HRC. Like that, mm-hmm. The schedule for this year is going to be hard on everybody.
2: Yeah.
1: However, Feld's past, they're a for profit company, mm-hmm. and they have to negotiate a schedule with 17 different stadiums, right? Mm hmm um 17 different stadiums have 17 or have events mm-hmm. 365 days a year right right and right. so not only is it just 17 locations they're looking at probably 25 30 locations at sure. time right yeah. and they know like there's x amount of locations that are staples like anaheim is never like at least right now isn't going to change mm-hmm. anytime soon sure um which they're, is they're good. stables, right? Like it is, what it is Yeah,
0: that that part's important, I think.
1: And then there are stadiums that are kind of up in the air mm-hmm. based on gear and what's already booked and stuff that's so far above my pay grade and yeah. above my head, I can't even tell you. Right. But what I can say is, like, they're bound by what's available. And mm-hmm. I think they understand that it's hard for the privateers and for everybody else. They're not trying to screw over this industry and everything they they want to do everything they possibly can to make them succeed Um, it's just it's kind of it just is like they're going to try things and they're going to push the envelope Mm -hmm. and hope and try new things and hopefully like grow the sport and trial and error Mm -hmm. type situations and sometimes it's an well, error, and sometimes and you know it succeeds.
0: And isn't that just the job of a promoter? In in sometimes things work out that they try, and sometimes they don't. But see, so change it for next year. Right. I would imagine. Is that pretty much it? Yes. Yeah. So, back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to. Uh, I want to shout out uh, a bike shop. Well, first, of all, <laughs> Powers Bike Shop in Richmond, Virginia, sponsors this podcast, and they've yeah. been they've been awesome. <laughs> so I wouldn't be doing this with you. Uh, well, yes, I'd probably be doing it with you because you know how I am. I'd still, right. be, I'd still be doing it, but it's really generous of Chad from Powers Bike Shop to uh, to uh, help out with this podcast, So, which helps fund, you know, if we, I do a lot of, fa- if not a lot, all of my interviews are face-to-face. Got it. So anyway, thank you, Powers Bike Shop. I also say that because um, Circuit Bike Shop, and this is, Powers is in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm circuit is in Providence Rhode Island okay so circuit this is back to the community thing. if powers was up this way you do the same thing up the circuit BMX they they once they, found, they and they're so nice they always check with me first check with the schedule and but they built a bunch of events around today Oh, cool. so they had at the Roger Williams Pump track in Providence they had a, a, a jam there just like fun jam mm-hmm. no no money little no just fun jam and then there saturday was kind of the free day so you could go to uh, there was a number of different private well number of different places you could go to ride in just basically huge get-togethers got it on saturday so so it ended up being like this was bigger than what you saw is what what i'm saying which is really cool because the community it turned the two-day weekend into a three-day weekend, and it just made it that much more fun. So it it, it made it made for a really good time. Go uh, in, in parts that I never saw, but I'm sure when I have a chance to go online and catch up with things, I'll see it. But that makes me really happy because you know there's a lot of kids that ride, younger kids, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of adults that ride, and it's it's the perfect way to really blend all this together and really so it it was a three day get together is what it was the same people were there Friday and you know people from Pittsburgh went straight to Providence and then they went to maybe Rhode Island uh, and then to here on Sunday oh wow or they came here on Saturday night stayed over which which you saw how that how that was that was done which is really cool with the campsite contest and all that yeah. And that, you know what, that ended up really cool because when we did the movie night, I went over and lost it, it was almost all kids at the movie, which was perfect, it was and it awesome. was really nice. So the bike shop identified with that, which they're a real core bike shop that's really in touch with the scene, that's what they really care about, care about, her name's Kara, and Vic, um, They uh, they really did a good job building it into like a three-day fun weekend. So yeah i mean I'm, I'm proud to say that friends of mine are are into it to the point where they'll, they'll they'll make sure that this is take advantage of this whole opportunity we have to really get together as many times as possible while people we're up there's people up from florida oh wow that's
1: amazing
0: yeah so it, it was really it was really cool and the reason i thought about that is it was three man. there's two manufacturers in one bike shop okay. so I'm sorry, two bike top, suburban bike. They were handling kind of the mountain bike side of things, mm-hmm. although I'm, I'm sure they work with some. Thanks again. Maybe. Thank, Thank you. you. Good. I'm glad you did. All right. Take care. We'll see you. Uh, Long Islander okay. just popped in to say hi.
2: Aww.
0: He's actually doing a benefit event next weekend. Oh,
2: awesome.
0: so. It's I mean, phenomenal. I guess I'm mentioning this because it really does all tie in. It's. Definitely unique to what you're normal, uh, what you're normally ex- working on and exposed to. So, it's 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 cool. So one, uh, yeah. Lastly, just uh, like I said, I, I get a little hung up on numbers. So uh, the number that we we have to wait for a final, so I don't want to say the exact number, but
2: right. say it's
0: around that number that you know. Does that help?
1: I mean... Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Right, so and I have a hard time
0: with that because I'm like, I always want more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I just want to know how you feel about it and, and how it may affect... Some things that you are able to do now because you have a little extra money in the kitty.
1: No, for sure. So all this goes to the action sports endowment, which we don't have currently. We have a motocross, supercross endowment. It's at 1.2. Right now, if an athlete that's racing an AMA sanctioned event that gets injured to catastrophic status, you'd get $100,000. We don't have that for action sports. Um, My goal for 2020, like I said earlier, is to build that. Mm -hmm. This is a huge... Step in the right direction, we're building right. that for sports. Mm-hmm. It's an average of about two thousand dollars a month in physical therapy for one athlete. Okay. Yeah. So this could pay for a few months, right? Right. Like almost six months. Right. So it's.
0: That makes me. That makes me feel. Thanks for. Uh, I didn't. I didn't ask you to frame it that way, but.
2: I know your numbers, guys. You framed it, yeah. Yeah. And
0: that makes me feel better that we, you know, we did the best we could, and I'm. Uh, I just want I, I wanted to do more but i'm i'm very grateful for the people that showed up and the support that you and i both experienced so i'm glad to hear that it still makes an impact
1: here's the, like specifically for this event we had such low overhead i mean thank you again for the room that we didn't have to pay for mm-hmm. and the travel was extremely minimal because we mm-hmm. didn't fly like i just drove yeah, yeah. um so like there was a really small amount of overhead. Usually, we're about a twenty percent, ten to 15, 20 percent, depending on if mm-hmm. I have to fly to that event sure. on overhead. There, I mean, we're under three. Yeah. If that, maybe one. Three percent. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, we're probably at what? To be honest with you, mm-hmm. with the number that you told me earlier, right. we're at one percent. Really? Yes. We're so under this is
0: 1%. it's it's almost like same pure profit.
1: One hundred. Yes, exactly.
0: Because of course, everything I received was free.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ten dollars of every ticket, and I, I do want to say this out loud because I, I think uh, I think it's it's good to explain to people how the money works, but not we don't need to get too in depth. But um, I'll take. Are you doing water? Yeah. Oh, please, just uh, some water in there. Thank you. Of
2: course.
0: It's it's really important for for me to have people know the impact that they made based on the conditions that we were dealt with the right. you know everything that we were dealt with because these are things I I think about in the fact that it took that little expense for you means like we were saying pure profit
1: so we're extremely fiscally responsible in the context for road recovery where we have a a, a credit card it's mm-hmm. all points right so we point out to gift cards so my hotel That one night that I had to pay for a hotel on my way up here, we have a corporate rate Uh and I put it on a gift card. All the gas from here was on this gift card that we got off a point. So... Any any expense that an athlete has, Uh we pay with that credit card from Mm -hmm. that fund. So we are getting those points and we Mm -hmm. pay it off right away. So we're not getting any interest on that. But we're building these points up that we can then utilize to pay for events. So when we do have a fundraiser, all that money goes back to either that athlete or back to Road to Recovery. So we try to be as Analytical and fiscally responsible with mm-hmm. every dollar that comes in, even though it is written mm-hmm. off as a cost to the event that we're sent, it's still un- technically it was a gift card from our points. I mean, does that kind of make sense? Like yeah, yeah,
0: because that brings it down to a, a, a almost a hundred percent.
1: Exactly.
0: Almost a hundred percent, just pure profit. So that's awesome. I'm really happy
2: to hear that. The craziest
1: part of this is there was zero time for me Mm -hmm. where the majority of the events that Road Recovery participates in I'm spending at least a month's worth of time in planning facilitating finding auction items you know the logistics yada yada you guys did everything you Joe did everything all I had to do was show up and be here so there is no overhead in that context, yeah, yeah. Um, which is huge for us. So again, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're
0: welcome. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, you I'm really grateful it worked out that way, for mm-hmm. sure. Thank you for bringing what you were able to bring yeah. to for the auction. The auction, obviously, as you saw, it's it pretty. It, it's pretty important. It's a good. It's a big piece of it, as well as the raffle, and then what individuals do own oh, the t-shirts. So, so there's a lot of that stuff coming into play. That, that part made me feel really good because people do, did a nice job with it I am the proud owner of a of a Barsha and a Tomac jersey because <laughs> I wanted those badly uh, but I also love Ken Roxon just so your husband knows yeah just I, a I I shout love Ken, out yeah Jackson. I mean just in case there's room in his pits in case I go to a1 like <laughs> I, I wanted to know that I I, I really love Ken Roxon so Truly 94 I mean right Right. alright right. so good if I said the wrong name I would have just screwed everything I just said that was
1: amazing oh my gosh you know
0: 92 we're talking yeah. Cien really it's so yeah
1: Who's also I see. Awesome.
0: he is he is awesome that guy's got that he's such a great personality for this work. I, have, I would like to
1: thank yeah. Sam Willoughby and Elise Willoughby yes, for yes, donating yes. those jerseys, and yeah. Carolyn for donating mm-hmm. um, the number plate and the gloves. Right, and obviously for and Tomac right. for donating right, yeah. their jerseys, right. and obviously Alpine Stars who facilitated yeah. that donation.
0: Oh, great! Okay, I didn't, I did not know that. Um, yeah, my sister actually wanted the Elise uh, post slash Willoughby. She didn't want it, but hey. I, I can't rig stuff for my sister. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> so, uh, someone else got it, but it was, it was really cool uh, having those available. So, thank you for doing that. And um, and yeah, I, it's it was really it was really cool that you had things to bring to the table that really sometimes you need this. And it's not with the group that we're talking about. That's really part of the community. It's it becomes a little more legitimate when you start having some some real. Like, you know, real important auction items. Let's jump off of that because you've got to head home to North Carolina. Anyone else you would like to, to thank uh, or, or, or anything else you'd like to mention, anything you have coming up that you want me to help promote, whatever it is, I'd be happy to do it. So
1: just check head, out our website, mm-hmm. com. We do have a bunch of events. We have a couple of um, bike auctions we're giving away. Mm-hmm. We're actually working with um Priatal Syndicate right now mm-hmm. doing a honda 50 raffle as well as a 125 raffle yeah um and if we're giving it away at actually this weekend coming up in um portland so okay washable sure race. right so go to our website the link's there i'd like to thank scotty like again like it's crazy to me the fact that there was no skin in the game he just right. wanted to come out and support you for what you've done for him for Roger' recovery for what we've done. He just wants to pay it forward. And that's yeah. huge. And it's not just Scotty, he had his dad. Yeah he had his, his whole crew. His dad was there, you know, like Maddie, yeah. like everybody. It's it, not just it's not just the, him, it's his whole crew and
0: it's it's awesome. a family and friend deal. Yeah. You know, they'll show up with seven or eight people and we'll talk as we get closer, we mm-hmm. we talk more months out, we don't need to talk as much. But, yeah, he, he, he brings the fun,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he makes, it, he makes it so it's fun primarily. That's right. his first focus. Uh, but he also knows there's, there's, there's an effect that he's going to get more people right. to come and make sure they have a great time and at the same time raise money. Right. So he was fantastic. I mean, he, I'm just going to brag about Scotty for a second because I know you could do it all day. I should. I, I will do it. Quickly, I mean, just donating a bike that was discontinued on a team he used to be on years ago. So that bike raffled off for decent money. Uh, He also, I don't know what they did. All I know is he, he made my, he made my sister because he knew I wouldn't like it. Uh He gave her money that they pooled together, the, the channel guys, they pooled together in gave me another chunk of money
1: are you kidding me no
0: I'm not kidding you and he, he he's he specifically went to my sister because he knew how I was gonna react I was gonna be like are you serious you just did you work for you know a couple weeks straight Wait. on making this obstacle course you, you drove up here with multiple vehicles and then he hands me money but on top of oh on top of donating the bike and, and, and more shoes, yeah. So to me, guys like him are worth their weight in gold, and and I know it won't stop. So I'm not even going to say like you know I hope it continues. It's going to continue. That's just the way he is. So yeah, he's just an incredible person that fortunately uh, you were able to help. And I, I, I'm just uh, I'm blown away by the guy. It doesn't matter how many events I've done with him so far. Every single time he blows me away. Agree. It's it's. We know how to get a hold of you. We know what's coming up. Yes. And uh, we'll keep in touch. And uh, since Justin's watching us, I'll, <laughs> I'll just say one more time because he wasn't here before. I can't believe what a fan of number ninety four I've become this weekend. It is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I wow. I mean, I told my uh, Eli, you're a great. You're, you're you're a great guy, Eli. You you really are. and and and, and I always hope you're gonna win, but. You know, uh, how can I win? How how can I possibly win fantasy Supercross if I keep putting, you know, Eli every time as the winner? Nine four. Yeah, you I, I. It might be a night. I, I love you, Eli. I really do, and your dad probably even more because he's such an accomplished BMXer. All right, we're done.
1: <laughs> well, I would like to thank you for taking a chance on us. I know you wanted to call specific for a yeah, yeah. person, but. Mm with the number that we were able to raise we'll be able to help multiple people thank you very much i appreciate it
0: and the word will get out that that's exactly uh what happened and that's great so people will be able to hear that through this podcast and i'm sure if they aren't aware of road to recovery after this weekend they are absolutely aware of road to recovery Awesome. so thank you so much thank you. and you too Justin taking the trip down here awesome <laughs> I know he doesn't want to be on here at all and like he's the international man of mystery and all this stuff I make great
2: arm candy don't
0: I you, yeah yeah you make great arm candy and the crazy part is is someone came up to me and said I know Justin I, I know what's going on I know what he does yeah. oh no yeah yeah yeah. Oh no. yeah yeah someone tried to sell you out but I said you know what don't tell me I, I, I like the Justin that I met so far so yeah, let's keep it right there. Oh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's no, all—it's all fun. Hey man, thanks. Today we're sick. This is uh, community stuff, by the way. Colby. Oh shit! Hey, community.
2: <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> Shout out, beauty. Yeah,
1: thanks
0: for road to
2: All right. Thank oh, yeah. you. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys. I'll Great see you time. soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, have a good night. Take care. Bye. All right, we'll close it out on that. How about that? Awesome sauce. All right. Thank you.